at one point, I think it had been about an hour, the nurse was like, yeah, your temperature is getting a little warm. We probably need to get you out. And I said, that's fine. I can tell that I need to push this baby out right now. Yeah, you did a really great job listening to your body. Like, you could tell, like, there was a change taking place. And then once you got out of the shower, you're like, yep, this is different. Hello, I'm Carolyn, and this is What Doulas Know. I am a doula, the mother of two, and for over 40 years, a registered nurse. My goal is to educate, support, and empower before, during, and after pregnancy with a special emphasis on labor and childbirth. All information presented in this podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not intended as medical diagnosis or treatment. The persons presenting the episodes are not licensed doctors. You should consult a qualified medical professional before making any decisions regarding your health, including any decisions based on information presented here. Hello, it's Carolyn and what doulas know. I'm excited today to share with you a birth story, the most beautiful birth my doula sister Jennifer says she's ever seen or attended. So we have Jennifer and her client Ashley here today to relive that experience with us. Jennifer is a certified doula. She's a registered nurse uh, that specialized in labor and delivery. She's a board certified lactation consultant, a craniosacral therapist, a lot of great things that Jennifer does. Um, most of all, she's a very compassionate person to have at your birth with you. So on my website, the whatdoulasknow.com, you can check out her full bio. So what we're going to do now is just talk to Ashley and Jennifer. So welcome, and thanks for being here. So Ashley, um, what child is this in your, is this your first, second, third? Yep, this is my first child. And he's a boy? Yes, he's a little boy, four months old now. Oh, that's exciting. His name is Colton. Yes. Right. And you told me that you kind of live out in the country. Yes, we live <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> middle of nowhere. So that had a little bit of d- decision making on whether to have him at home or at a hospital or at a birthing center. Yes. Yeah, we considered at home, but since it was the first, um, I kind of just wanted to have like the security blanket of being at the hospital. Um and there's a really like well-known midwife in our area, um, Bridget Heckler. So we just went to St. Mary's and we had him there. Okay. And your husband was with you the yes. whole time? Yep. Okay. And did you take prenatal classes or? Um, so we took one at the hospital. We only stayed for about half. <laughs> and then um, I read the book, um, Mindful Hypnobirthing, and it is by Sophie Fletcher. And I did downloaded all her tracks, and I just did a lot of meditation. So what about, uh, did you decide you were going to breastfeed before you had him? Yes, yep, I had made that decision prior. And then did you need a lactation specialist, or since Jennifer was there? Since Jennifer was there, I figured everything would be fine. Um, And my sister-in-law is actually a lactation specialist also. Oh, great. Okay. So what I will do for all my listeners is to put the resources that Ashley talks about or her favorite books or um, on the website also so that people can kind of see how your mind worked and what you used to get ready for the birth. So what I'm going to do is, while Jennifer and Ashley are here, we're going to practice what we call active listening. And that is where 
I'm going to listen to her birth story with my whole heart and my eyes. I'm not going to interrupt. There will be no judgment. I won't be trying to think of what I'm going to say to what you're saying. I'm just going to listen. And that's the beauty of, I think, this podcast episode, too, is you all are going to get to just listen to this beautiful birth story. So, Jennifer, is there anything you want to say before we start with Ashley? No, you just need to listen. Okay. Well, here we go, Ashley. So just kind of start it out and tell us what happened. Okay. So I was due on October 24th. Um, On the 23rd, I had an appointment in the afternoon. I went in and I kind of started having some weird feelings that I had not felt before. So I said something to the midwife and um, she was like, oh, might be contractions, not a big deal. Go with it. If they get stronger or longer, then we'll worry about it. So she checked me and I had been three centimeters and 90% effaced for probably two weeks. And I still was the same when I went. Um, So she asked me if I wanted to have my membrane swept, which I didn't do a lot of research about it. So I was like, okay, if you recommend it, I trust you. We'll go with it. So she did that. And then I got home and I just continued to feel those twinges or just kind of different feelings all night, but nothing consistent. So um, I ate dinner, went to bed. Uh, My husband is a farmer. So I called him at about eight o'clock because they were harvesting. And I said, I really think you should just come inside. I just have this weird feeling. Just come in and go to bed. So he came in and then um, at about 1230 a.m. I woke up just with like really, really strong contractions. And I was having minute long contractions every two minutes when I woke up and then I started to get sick and it was a whole (laughs) process. And so my husband's like, yeah, I think we should probably call Jennifer. (laughs) So we called her and um, she came over. And by that point I had been having those contractions consistently for an hour. So when she got there, she kind of asked me, do you think we should go to the hospital? And I was like, yes, absolutely, because <laughs> it's a 25-minute drive. So we um, drove there. That was interesting. <laughs> I just kind of leaned over the back seat and just tried to keep swaying because I I practiced a lot of hypnobirthing, like I said before. So I was really kind of in my zone by the time we got in the van. I had the tracks going the whole time I was in the van, so I was very just like internal Um, So I tried to keep swaying. It was kind of hard in the van, but I did the best I could. And then when we got there, I think it was probably like two-ish or so. Um, And they offered me a wheelchair. I said, absolutely no way. I'm sitting in a wheelchair. I'd rather just walk. So it took us about a half an hour to get up to the room by the time we walked and stopped and whatever. And um, So then when we got up there, they had to do my strip and they asked if I could lay in the bed. And I was like, no, (laughs) there's no way I can lay in this bed. So they allowed me to sit in a rocking chair so I could just kind of keep like the swaying motion. Because every time I got a contraction, I would just stop and put my hands on a wall or something and just kind of sway my hips and just breathe really deeply and kind of just go internal. Um, So... They checked me before they did the strip. I was five centimeters when we got there. Um, So I sat down in the rocking chair, did that for a half an hour. And Jennifer and my husband 
said that they had thought I had fallen asleep because I was just so in a zone, but they could see the strip going and I was having back-to-back contractions and they were like, what's going on? (laughs) We did. We looked at each other and I was like, Luke, she's sleeping. And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, kind of looks like it, but look at the monitor. Like that's how inward, like you went with all the contractions, even in the hallway. Like you didn't like walk to that lady's footsteps like you walked and then you would stop and do your own thing and go inward like you were so calm the whole time like I honestly I can't tell you what that lady looked like I can't tell you what you and Luke were doing in the hallway I was just so inside myself like I don't even remember what happened when we got to the room I just remember sitting down in the chair and doing that Mm -hmm. but so while I did that I had told them that I wanted to get in the tub because I knew I wanted to labor in the tub so they started drawing that up Um, and when we got done, I got in the tub and I was in there for about two hours. I kind of just kept moving positions. I was on my hands and knees. I was on my bottom. I just kind of moved around and, um, Jennifer and my husband would just pour warm water over me whenever I just, they could tell I was in a contraction. Um, but I just really just kept listening to my tracks. They had them over like a Bluetooth speaker in the room, um, and just, kept internal. And then um, I believe I got out at that point and they checked me and I was seven centimeters. So they called the midwife um, and I said I wanted to get in the shower then instead. So I went and got in the shower and I stood in the shower and Jennifer did like some counter pressure. I was in there for about an hour or so. And then they just continuously like monitor your temperature the whole time. So at one point, I think it had been about an hour, the nurse was like, yeah, your temperature is getting a little warm. We probably need to get you out. And I said, that's fine. I can tell that I need to push this baby out right now. <laughs> so I went and got on the bed and I was in hands and knees, but almost kind of like a child's pose. And I pushed for about a half an hour and he was born at 635. And my midwife had done like warm compress and olive oil and stuff like that. So I had no tearing, no anything. It was, it was beautiful. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then after post-birth, I just started nursing my son. She had me cough, my placenta and everything came right out, but no issues. And then, um, I nursed him instead of doing Pitocin or anything. I just did natural, um, way of just kind of letting my uterus contract. And that was that. And we just kind of hung out and did skin to skin and hung out with Jennifer. Yeah, you did a really great job listening to your body. Like before you got out of the shower, you could sense that you could tell like there was a change taking place. And then once you got out of the shower, you're like, yep, this is different. Um, And you leaned on Luke some. I think you tried to sit on the toilet a little bit too. But again, Mm -hmm. you were just calm and inward. And even with pushing, you were just inward. And I remember at one time, you're like, my baby's coming down. And your midwife's like, yes, he is. And you're like, I feel like his head's about out. And she's like, it is. Do you want to see Luke? And you're like, Luke, can you see the head? And he's like, yep, right there. (laughs) The calmness that you can feel in the room right now was the calmness that was present at her birth the whole time. Yeah. And I think that's very important to 
tell people that that is an option Mm -hmm. because on TV Mm -hmm. we see – the screaming and the yelling and the no. the holding your breath and trying to push and it it doesn't have to be like that. Her midwife at the end didn't even do a vaginal exam and the nurse kind of gave her a look and said, "When did you check that she's complete?" And she goes, "Um, I didn't, but if you want to put that she's ten plus one, hundred um, percent of face, you can write that down. But I didn't check her. She's pushing her baby out. Everything I had read with hypnobirthing was just." The calmer you are, the quicker your birth is going to be. So that's why I just kept telling myself and just trying to stay as relaxed as I could because, you know, everybody tells you, like, oh, your first kid, your labor is going to be horrible and long. And and I knew, like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I want it to be just a beautiful experience that I enjoy. And so I just tried to stay as calm as I could and just relax and just focus that, like, I knew he was coming, and it was going quick, and it was going great, and mm-hmm. just tell myself positive things the whole time. Now, this is off the wall, kind of, but since you said you're from a farming family, mm-hmm. have you seen a lot of farm births, animal births? I've seen a few, but honestly, not that many. Okay, what about your husband? My husband has seen a ton, yes. Okay, because that, I think, also, if you go back in history, that is how people kind of figured out what was going to happen. And sometimes way back, they would call the men farmers if the woman got in trouble and say, do you, have you seen this before? Or what can we do? Because historically, men were not allowed in the room when the woman was having birth. But they would let some of the farmers in. And so I wonder if his sense of calm also came from seeing nature be successful so many times mm-hmm. And to just know that feeling of reassurance that this is natural and this mm-hmm. is the way it comes out. And it wasn't a problem or an issue that needed to be fixed or an intervention that needed to happen. I mean, I definitely could see that. Luke was like very in tuned with her the whole time. He never seemed anxious, like he needed something to do. Um, but he was just... Very in tune and trusting the process. So explaining that in a farmer terminology and watching nature do that, I could totally see that complementing the mm-hmm. whole process here too. And you have to be patient. You can't tell mm-hmm. the farm animal you've got to hurry or mm-hmm. we've got to get this baby out now mm-hmm. if it's not an immediate urgency. Mm-mm. So I feel that um, that probably subconsciously worked in your favor Yeah, to have that calmness there mm-hmm. yeah he's naturally just a pretty calm relaxed person as well and I in that book that I referenced there's a section for your birth partner to read and I had him um, read it and I think that also helped a lot because everything I learned I tried to just relay to him so he knew why I was making the decisions that I was making and that we were doing them together in that if he got wound up, I would feel that energy, and I needed him to be calm. And I just tried to reiterate that to him, that we both have to have that calm, happy energy for this to go, you know, well and quick. And Yeah. So, I mean, kudos to you. Like, it was amazing birth, but you did a lot of research and stuff beforehand, but your research wasn't done out of fear. You were doing research to empower yourself to keep your body calm, which is so, so important. And you did body work, too. Like, you did cranial sacral sessions on a regular basis, keeping your body and ligaments and everything calm. 
you did chiropractic care too. Like you really like stacked the cards in your very, very nicely for a successful birth. You didn't just show up and like, I'm going to do hypnobirthing today, even though I've never <laughs> tried it. Yeah. yeah, I definitely, with all that, like I never even got to a point where I felt like my pregnancy was uncomfortable. Like I really just enjoyed everything because I tried to make sure my body was in the best possible condition it could be in for the state that I was in. I remember seeing you a couple times after prenatal visits and you're like, they look at me weird when I say I don't have any complaints. It's like they're expecting me to complain about something or like say something hurts or I want my baby out. You're like, and I'm like, I'm I'm good. And they just look at me like, really? <laughs> That's so awesome. That I just wish that we could uh, tell the world that this is possible and that pregnancy is just a miracle and mm-hmm. that it is one of the most precious things a woman can experience. I try to tell everybody I possibly can about what I've experienced because I just really think that every woman should be able to have an experience like that. Like you said, Carolyn, like if you let nature take its course and you don't fight it and don't like bring fear into it and you trust it, like it's really beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really is. Well, thank you so much for being here, Ashley. That is a beautiful story. And Jennifer, I appreciate you reaching out to me to tell the story. And so uh, that's another episode of What Doulas Know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of What Doulas Know. You can learn more about the show and my guests at whatdoulasknow.com. Please rate and review this show. It helps get more exposure and reach additional people. Peace to all. Thanks.